Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, and following the podcast here. And I want to thank everyone for listening uh, this entire, well, almost full year in 2008. And 23, uh, we started the podcast in April. It's been uh, it's been a ton of fun to do, and obviously working with Tucker doing it like we did on the old evening show. So I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following, of course, and jumping on the YouTube page, which we've uh, we've done a lot of over the past year, and we'll do a lot, you know, coming forward in 2024. The YouTube page, check it out, subscribe. It's not just this podcast; it's Elliot and Jack, and James and Jack, and James and Elliot with their podcasts uh, from WIP, and of course, some of the best of opens of shows and segments of shows on the stage to check it out and subscribe over on YouTube. All right, so today I wanted to dive into potential playoff opponents for the Eagles. Look, it's been a tough three weeks. We know they're going to the playoffs, so they clinch the playoffs, but it doesn't matter what happens moving forward. They're going to be into the play in the playoffs. And the way I view it is they're really, in essence, locked into three one of three spots. That's the way I view the, the rest of this Eagles season. I don't think they're going to collapse and lose out and and find their way into the six or seven seed. Um, I don't think they're going to end up the number one. I think last week the loss to Seattle, coupled with a victory by the 49ers, all but ends the hope of being the number one seed. The 49ers are very, very likely to be the number one and not be the Eagles. So the way I view it is the Eagles are going to either be the two or the three, and that's if they win the NFC East or they're going to end up in the five if Dallas jumps them and finishes better and gets the the you know the NFC East. So it's two, three, or five, which means the opponents for the Eagles on wildcard weekend will come from the seventh seed, the sixth seed, 
or the four seed. So we're talking about wild card teams that are below the Eagles, or we're talking about the NFC South champion. So, so here is how I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to rank the teams in in like in the order I want to play them, in the order I think the Eagles should want to play this team in the first round of the playoffs. And then beyond that, you know, we'll go in order. And then the team that's last is the team I want no part of and do not want to see. It doesn't matter if the game's played here or the game's played on the moon. I don't want to see them. So let's start with the game and a matchup and the team we saw last night. The team I most want to see in the first round of the playoffs is the New Orleans Saints. I, do I think they're going to get there? No, I think they need to win last night to get there. But that's the team. If I'm the Eagles, I want to see that team. I think that team stinks. They are old in a lot of spots. Their quarterback is a total disaster. I mean, one of the worst contracts in the NFL. Derek Carr stinks. I mean, he's not a good quarterback. I know he put up some garbage time stats last night. The guy's always done his loose. He's got in the NFL with the Raiders. He had one good year in 2016. I do not take the Saints seriously as a playoff team. I know they came in here and won last year. It was a different quarterback, different team. The coach, I can't believe Dennis Allen still head coach in the NFL. It's like – what, what are we doing? Is he blackmailing somebody? That guy can't coach at all. He loses all the time. I don't have any fear of the Saints, especially especially if that game were to be here and the Saints were to grab a seven seed, let's say the Eagles the two. But even going to New Orleans, if they end up winning that division, which is still not out of the question, it's still a three-team race in the NFC South, I'd have no qualms about beating the New Orleans Saints. They have some playmakers on offense. You know, Obviously, Kamara, uh, Shahid is a good player, fast player. Taysom Hill presents some matchup problems, but they're not the same team on defense. Uh, their quarterback does not does not is not a winner but without question. And there's not many coaches right now. I think Nick Sirianni could out scheme. Dennis Allen is one of them. So the the team I most want to see is the New Orleans Saints. Up next, in terms of how I want to see these teams and the order I want to see them for the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs, regardless of the seed the Eagles are in, would be the Falcons. And I, I wrestled with Falcons or Saints for this, the, the, like the team I'm most wanting to play because the Falcons right now are that that's a team that is a coach that's walking the plank. They have no, no answer at quarterback right now. They've, they've tried the Ritter thing multiple times and he just doesn't get it. And now they're going back to Taylor Heineke. Here's why I, I put them just a little bit over the Saint, uh, the saints and why there's a little bit, a little bit of like, hmm, you know, for one game, can they present some problems? Their defense has been good this year. It's not been that. And they have playmakers on offense. I just think it's the play calling that's been wacky. The quarterback play's been terrible. Now they're going to go back to Taylor Heineke here. Would I be shocked if they win against the Colts on this, this weekend and make a little bit of noise and put themselves back in the mix to be that NFC South winner and maybe get the NFC East winner in the first round? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't. And I respect their defense enough. They've got playmakers, a linebacker. They've got a good corner, really good safety in Jesse Bates. Strong up front. I respect them enough on defense that I don't think they're as they're the biggest pushover of the possible teams in the playoffs, but they're next. The next team up. So Saints, most the team I most want to see, then the Falcons, then the Minnesota Vikings. And I think the Vikings are an incredible story for what they've accomplished considering they lost Kirk Cousins. They'd actually represent a dangerous kind of team in the NFC right now if Kirk Cousins didn't go down. He was playing at a high level. They have some playmakers on offense now alongside Justin Jefferson, who's obviously had a banged up kind of season, not not the typical Jefferson season we're used to, but Addison has emerged as a, a rookie wide receiver. Hawkins is a good tight end. They're getting enough right now in the running game. And the defense has taken a huge step up from where they were last year with Brian Flores. And I think O'Connell's a clever coach. If you gave 
last year's Vikings, this year's Vikings defense, that team could have could have really challenged the Eagles in the NFC and the 49ers. This Vikings defense has been good, opportunistic. They put pressure on quarterbacks. We saw the trouble they gave Jalen Hurts in week two and the Eagles in the passing game. And that kind of was the the beginning of some of the cracks of this Eagles offense this year. And what New England did in week one of them and Minnesota week two. I respect Flores enough. I respect O'Connell. But the quarterback situation is just so poor right now because of what happened to Kirk Cousins. They got by for a little bit. The Josh Dobbs thing gave him a boost, but he's turned back into a pumpkin. Now Nick Mullins, it's just, it's not good enough. I, I just don't believe the Vikings at their current quarterback state could come in here and, and beat the Eagles. I, I just don't see it happening. So they're next to the Saints, Falcons, Vikings, teams I most want to see. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Then the Seattle Seahawks. And I know the Eagles just lost to them. This just happened like five minutes ago. And they present some problems with DK Metcalf, as we saw down the stretch of the game. But as you kind of go back and unpack what happened Monday night, the Eagles outplayed them. They outplayed them in a lot of ways. They outgained them. You know, they were the they were a team that down to down was better until the end. And then they fell apart at the end of the game. And that game was in Seattle. And that game was with a sick Jalen Hurts and all that kind of stuff. Now, Geno Smith back would give the Seahawks an opportunity to be a more formidable team if we get to the playoffs, and that's the matchup. But Seattle hasn't been good. I mean, they had won one game beyond the one they just beat the Eagles in in about six weeks. I don't think Seattle's very good. I I don't think they're a threat this year to make much noise in the NFC. They strike me as they're going to miss the playoffs or they're a one-and-done type of team. And you put them on the road outside of Seattle – I will be. I believe they'll be a one and done team if they do get in. They're next on my list. They're, the only reason they're kind of in this spot in the middle at all, you know, and not the team I most want to see is they just beat the Eagles, and the Saints are worse, the Falcons are worse, and the Vikings quarterback situation makes them worse. All right, up next, and I, I, I did struggle with this one. You know, to who to put next? Because I have two teams. They just played each other. And I'm actually going to put the team that won the game and looks better right now as a team I'd more want to play than the team I'm going to wait on. So the next up on my list, so it goes Saints, Falcons, Vikings, Seahawks, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this this is a possibility. And we've seen this matchup, though I think Tampa has evolved a little bit since then. You know, they were 2-0 to start the year. Eagles went their Monday Night Football. Eagles didn't play their best game. Jalen Hurts had turnovers, which has been a theme for this year. But remember, they ran the football down the stretch. They held the ball the last like nine minutes of that game, and they closed it out and got a double-digit win. Now, I actually believe, although they were 2-0 and then, Tampa's better now than they were then. Baker Mayfield, look at his numbers. You do a blind resume, like blind test, and I put Baker's numbers up versus Jalen Hurts' numbers. You may just take Baker's numbers. I mean, again, we know that's just a blind resume test, but that it gives you a glimpse that Baker's played good football this year. Certainly a comeback player of the year kind of candidate, a bounce back kind of candidate. He's resurrected his career. I mean, without question, he'll he'll be a starter entering the NFL next year. Uh, now, is, he, is a team going to give him a five-year deal and make him the guy? I, I don't think we're there, but he's probably going to be the Bucs quarterback next season or somebody's quarterback because of the way he's played this year. So I have a, a respect for the Bucs right now. They still have good players. Kalijah Kansi, the rookie on the defensive line, has been outstanding. We know what they had with Vita Vea, the linebackers. They still, have, they still have pieces that were a championship team you know, a few years ago. And then on the offensive side, same thing with Mike Evans at Godwin. And they're running the football better now. And they, they just, they're coming off a game where they went to Lambeau Field 
and really was most the most eye-opening game of the Bakers played in years that the Bucks have played post Tom Brady. It was like, whoa, what did I just watch? Their offense was really, really cooking in this game. And they're right now the likely team to win the NFC South. So if the Eagles blow this division, a trip back to Tampa is probably the most likely outcome right now in the first round of the playoffs in the 5-4 game. Now, could things change a little bit and then Tampa blows the division but still wins a wild card and ends up in the 6 or or 7 range and they'll play the Eagles then if the Eagles are the division winner? Certainly possible. That, That is possible. I... The reason I have them in this spot and not more dangerous, not in my top two spots I don't want to see, is because I I just can't take Todd Bowles seriously in a big way as a head coach. I never could. I thought he was really deficient as a Jets coach. I thought last year he showed big deficiencies as the Bucs coach. Now, he might win back-to-back division titles, a terrible division, but he might win back-to-back division titles, so he gets credit for that. But I'm, I'm just not fearing Todd Bowles and a game plan in the playoffs. We saw last year he had a home playoff game, and the Cowboys went in there and just destroyed them. And I believe something similar would happen this year if, you know, whoever it is, Eagles or Cowboys, if they get the four again, I think the NFC Splitter goes in there and wins that game handily. All right, number two, the, the team that the team I really don't want to play, you know, two teams left I really don't want to play. And I might surprise you in this one, and maybe I'm ignoring what's happened the last two weeks and focusing maybe too much on what happened three and four weeks ago. I don't want to see Green Bay. Now, I know what happened last week. They laid an egg on defense at home against the against the Bucs, who I just mentioned. And two weeks ago, they lost to DeVito on Monday Night Football on the Giants. But before that, they beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's still in my mind. Sometimes young teams have letdowns. They go up, they go down. They go down, they go up. There's this, I, when I'm talking about who I don't want to play, I'm talking about ceilings. I don't think the Saints have a ceiling. I don't think the Falcons have a very high ceiling. The Vikings ceiling is limited because they're quarterback. That's why I'm, I'm like, all right, we'll play those teams. Let's play them, and the Eagles will get through that game. Green Bay, of all the teams I'm listing here, I believe there's seven possible uh, you know, opponents here in the first round. Green Bay's ceiling is, I, I think, the second highest, and they're the team. I, they're one of the teams I don't want to play. I, look, they could come in here and lay an egg in the first round because they're not ready. But here's what I do say. I see a quarterback with arm talent who's who's really figuring things out as he goes along in Jordan Love. If they get Christian Watson back, it's a different offense. He's had the hamstring issue last couple of weeks. He's, he's a very impactful player when he's on the field for them in their passing game. They have a pretty good offensive line. They have a head coach in LaFleur who's been overall great in December. He has coached in championship games. He's coached in the postseason. He has a lot of playoff experience for a young coach. And you think about the other coaches that are potentially Eagles opponents of the first round. Dennis Allen, get out of here. Arthur Smith, about to be fired. Kevin O'Connell, one career playoff game. He lost it at home. Pete Carroll, of course, he's in a different category. Todd Bowles, I just told you I don't like him very much. So of all the other guys, it's like LaFleur's got a lot of experience in these games. You know, For a guy only in the NFL for a short period. And... He's, he's done pretty well late in the season. I do, I'm do i not interested in the Packers if they're at their best. They could lay an egg as a young team, but they also have a super high ceiling. And like, would it shock you if the Packers got Christian Watson healthy? They ended up as the seven, Eagles the two, and the Eagles are down 10-0 before you blink because Jordan Love throws two bombs? That wouldn't shock me. Not interested in that. Last one for you, and the team I least want to play in the NFL playoffs, it's the team that won last night. The Los Angeles Rams are really – 
really trending in the right direction. They're a better football team than the one we saw in early October when the Eagles went out there. Ironically, I think that's the day the Eagles peaked. That, that to me, was the best Eagles performance of the season in totality. They held them to 200-something yards. They barely got over the 50-yard line. The defensive line ate late in the game. Jalen Hurts was running and throwing. They haven't looked that good the, you know, since, the Eagles. Meanwhile, the Rams are getting better and better. Cooper Cup is back. Puka Nakua is having an all-time rookie season. They found a running back. And Sean McVay's got this thing cooking. I mean, they really have found something. And Matthew Stafford right now is healthy and throwing the football as well as any quarterback in the NFL. That's how well he's played. They almost went into Baltimore a few weeks ago and won that game. I want no part of the Rams. I, I mean, I'd rather go on the road as a five seed and play the Saints, Falcons, or Bucks than have the Rams come here. I want no part of the Rams. They are a dangerous team in the first round of the playoffs, even on the road. Again, they went to Baltimore two weeks ago and almost won in a driving rainstorm. That team could play and with all the weapons they have across the offense, it would be a very, very challenging matchup for the Philadelphia Eagles. So in order, the teams I, I want to play and how I want to play them. Give me the Saints, Falcons, Vikings, Seahawks, Bucks, Packers, Rams. Packers and Rams, nah, let's try to avoid those teams. Saints, Falcons, Vikings, bring them on. And I think the Eagles will, uh, will get their way to the divisional round of the postseason. Appreciate everyone watching, subscribing, and of course listening to WIP Daily. Have a great and Merry Christmas. We'll talk soon.